1: Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry <clears throat> Radio Church program. <clears throat> I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to begin today's program reading out of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32. This was the final presentation that Moses had with the children of Israel and it was uh given to them in a song he sang it to them it was a oh i guess you could say very sad it was uh it was a hard it was a hard it was a uh, a Moses when he saying this to the children of Israel, he had to sing it to uh, children that had been unfaithful, to a whole group that had come out of Egypt. And it was difficult, but he had to sing in truth. And he starts out with, well, I'll, I'll begin, I'll start this way. In the time in which we live, God is also singing to his children. He is uh, trying to woo them. He is an attempt to succor them back to himself. It's not just a message without a harmony, without a melody. God is speaking to his lampstands presently in, a, in music, in a harmony, in a melody, trying to get their attention, trying to draw them. When uh, you're at a distance, let's say you go into a, to an area <clears throat> to shop, and you hear music, a melody, somebody singing, generally you'll gravitate toward where the music is coming from because it's festive, it's pleasant, it's, it's gay. This is what God is trying to do to his children, is to draw them away from where they are in their stance toward God and draw them to God so that he can speak to them. And so Moses begins this way. He doesn't speak directly to the children of Israel, but he says, Give ear, pay attention, O you heavens, I will speak. And hear, O earth, the inhabitants of the earth, the words of my mouth. Now, when he was speaking to the heavens, we think, well, he's just speaking into space. no. Because there are angelic beings in the heavens, and he's speaking to them, and he's speaking to the earth. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Verse 2 My doctrine shall drop as the rain. This is the first time in the King James where the word doctrine is used the very first mention of doctrine. My teachings will drop as the rain. What I have to present to the heavens and the earth, it will be just like rain and it will fall and water my garden. My speech shall distill as the dew once again, Heavy rains can be harmful to tender plants. So his speech is going to be like dew. It's going to be gentle. It's going to fall, but it's going to accomplish what it needs to do. It needs to water the garden of God. As the small rain upon the tender herbs. You can't have a drenching rain on tender herbs it will it will flatten and it will disrupt the root system so god has to be careful as the showers upon the grass god is watering his garden his doctrine when christ came his doctrine was phenomenal was deep insightful one, one of the uh, things he presented to the disciples, that I am. In other words, he was saying, like Moses Moses told, told the Lord in the book of uh, Exodus, when I go to the children of Israel, they won't believe me, but who, how do I present myself to them? Who sends me? And God said, I am that I am. And Christ was saying to the disciples, I am. Meaning, I am the very God. I am everything that my people need, I am. They need hope, I am. They need uh, help, they need miracles. They need direction. I am. So all that Christ is, he presented to the disciples. His doctrine was, I am that I I am. Pardon me. He presented to them that he was the very God. He told them that Israel has sought to know my father. I have come to present my father and all that my father is to Israel. The scribes, the Pharisees, the whole religious uh, world—they have tried to explain to Israel who God is. But I will explain to my children, to these disciples, and you will explain to the those in the future, all that my Father is. If you see me, you see the Father. This was his doctrine, just to begin with. And then with the doctrine, what he uh, did in, in the areas of causing the waves to be still, the winds to stop, to cease... The, le- the, the blind to see, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear, the demons to be cast out. This was action. This was action. It wasn't just doctrine. It was doctrine with action. His doctrine will be like the rain, like the dew, the small rain upon tender herbs, the showers upon the grass. The grass don't need to be, you know, they don't need dew. They need rain. They need showers. And then in verse 3, I will publish the name of the Lord. And the Lord is capitalized, every letter, L-O-R-D. This is the, when we speak of the Lord Jesus, this is who we Uh, This is how we address him, capital L-O-R-D, as the Lord of all of the Lords, as the God of all of the powers of God, or the powers that people believe are God's. I will publish the name of the Lord, and we are to ascribe greatness unto our God, This is what we as a body, Israel was commanded to ascribe greatness to God, and we as a body of believers, seven lampstands, we are to ascribe greatness unto this God that we worship. We are to publish his name, we are to make his name known, we are to proclaim publish, make known this individual that we uh, serve that has uh, accomplished all things for his, his body, forgiveness of sins, grace, redemption, reconciliation, who has made us one with God. We can say that in boldness. We are to ascribe greatness unto unto our God. And Moses is, again, he is like the rabbis, singing the cantors. Verse 4, He is the rock, his work is perfect, And Israel understood their God in this term, rock. He is the rock. In this chapter, I believe he uses the term rock five times. More in this chapter than in any other chapter in the scriptures. He is presenting God to them as someone that is solid, cannot be moved, Un, uh, unmovable and his work is perfect. Moses knew that everything God did, everything that this I am did, was perfect. The prophets, the principle in the books of the prophets, one of the principles is that God is sovereign, there is no accident. And everything that he does is perfect. Why would, it, why would Moses exp, uh, present this to them in this manner? Because we fallen individuals, we who are still of flesh, are uh, mortal. Because we have the ability and the tendency to accuse God. Things will happen in our lives that we don't understand. I I cannot tell you the number of people I have met in my Christian walk that have accused God of doing something wrong that uh, they don't understand. The accusations against God. But here Moses says, his work is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect everything that he does is with a purpose even when the thief who comes to steal kill and to destroy even when that thief is active in our lives god's work is perfect he there is no such thing as an imperfect work with god we are too fast to accuse and to uh, blame God for the problems in our lives. We forget there is a thief, and this thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. For those who have read the book of Job, here, the enemy of God, Satan, comes and... uh, Accuses Job of being unrighteous. Accuses Job of being, uh, you know, an individual. God says he's perfect. Satan says he's not perfect. Take away everything that he has and he will curse you. God gives Satan permission and Satan does destroy everything that Job has. But Job did not accuse God. Have you accused God? of injustice in your lives. You are making a big mistake. You cannot accuse God of anything. You can accuse Him if you don't have a view from the whole Scripture. Remember, there is a thief. A thief will blame and will tell you and speak to you and say, See what God has done? God is not right. God is not fair. I met a pastor in the early 80s. He'd been involved in ministry. Well, his son died. It was a a tragic accident. He accused God. He didn't see that God's ways are perfect. He began a, a, a... In his heart, he began to accuse God and eventually it worked out into his life and he left the ministry. God's ways are perfect. His work is perfect. All his ways are judgment. You can't accuse him. But if you don't know the scripture, you forget about the thief. You forget about Satan who came and was given permission to touch Job's, all of his possessions, then to touch Job and his life. And Job, in misery, with boils all over his body, took the broken clay pots, took the shards, scraped the boils, and his friends come, and what do his friends do? Well, Job did something that nobody knows about. He was uh, there was something unrighteous in his ways. We better counsel Job. Have you been counselors to people that are suffering, believing that you know that uh, you know why they're they're having to suffer, because they they have some hidden sin, because uh, there is something in their lives that is not pleasing to God. How many of you have counseled people who have been ill? Maybe not seeing that God is doing something with that individual and He's allowing little hardship to come into that individual's life. Not in an unrighteous way, but because in their future they have to have a reality of who the Holy Spirit is. They have to get to know God in a deeper, deeper way. Sometimes only suffering can bring that revelation, can only bring that intimate relationship between an individual and God. And God will allow things like this into their lives. And those without look and say, well... Hidden sin or the, the religious world, the religious thought. Well, he's unrighteous or she's unrighteous, there's hidden sin, there's something they're not confessing, they have something in their heart, unforgiveness, and it goes on and on and on. But you may actually, and most likely, you are deceived because when God decides to, like with the apostles, Hardship would come to them. Well, it was because they had hidden sin. The hardships came because there was some unrighteousness. No. The hardships came because Christ said, If you follow me, you are going to, you're not greater than I am. What they do to me, they'll do to you. They'll hate you. They'll despise you. They'll persecute you. They'll put you to death. We in this shallow Christian world in the United States of America and the Laodicean church or the evangelical churches, we have a shallow understanding of who God is and why God does what He does. We're very shallow. If we're not prosperous, many in the Pentecostal churches and all the evangelical churches If you're not prosperous, it's because you're just not giving yourself to God. If you're not driving a nice car, living in a nice house, have a good job. In the Pentecostal world, this brother of mine who passed away a year ago, Ron uh, Perry, he ministered all over this country, he and his father both of them, and his grandfather. It was a trio, trio of godly men that ministered in their lives from the time when they were about 22 in that vicinity to the time that they died. They were in service to God. You know, you see these buses out of service? These men were never out of service to God to their, to their death. Ron, uh, Perry, this good friend, was in his early 80s, still looking for the next place to preach, looking for the next place to minister. And he had uh, been invited to a church in, I think, Tennessee or Kentucky, a a big assembly, Pentecostal, And these were very, very wealthy people. And he and his son and his wife, they traveled in an old 20-year-old van. Well, the pastor, when he saw what Ron was driving, told him, Brother, you need to park that truck up the street. Don't park it here in the lot because if people come out of service and see that you're driving a... An old 20-year-old van and not a brand new Cadillac, uh, they're, they're going to judge you. So he had to park a block away because he didn't have a brand new Cadillac and he wore, he wore nice clothing. I mean he did do that <clears throat> Moses is singing to the children of Israel. And as he goes into this chapter, he begins to tell them the way it is. He tells them the truth. Because he saw, through his time ministering, leading these children through the desert, he saw they could never function outside of the flesh, outside of their natural abilities, always in unbelief. Are we the same in the churches in America? Shallow, shallow Christians? Shallow not knowing the deep things of God? I say yes. Forty years. Almost fifty years, actually. No, fifty. What am I thinking? Fifty years in the Lord, and I have seen Shallow, 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 shallow Christians. But God always has, like Isaiah would put it, there was a remnant. A remnant out of the group, out of the whole, there was a remnant. But then Isaiah, he had to rethink. Then he mentioned, he says, well, there's a small remnant. Because he realized that the remnant was, there were too many in what he considered to be a remnant. It was actually a small remnant. Well, as time went on, he phrased it once again differently. He finally said, and he finally came to his senses, and he realized, it's not a remnant, It's not even a small remnant. It's a residue. Just a residue. You wash your car. You get all the soap and everything rinsed off. There's still going to be residue. And this is what Isaiah eventually had to, he came to the conclusion. In the things of God, there will always eventually, it boils down to a small remnant. This is exactly what Christ said. And the apostles stated would happen in the time in which we live. There wouldn't be a remnant, a small remnant. There would be a residue, just the residue of faithful, faithful, godly individuals. But nevertheless, there would be a residue. We'll be back to continue in a second. The song of Moses and the song of Christ singing to his body. Rick Rodriguez.
3: Riley here from Saddle Up in Gilcrest, Colorado. We would like to invite you down to our small-town store for all your holiday shopping. We have new and used saddles, horse tack, clothing, accessories, and more. We also offer gift certificates. We're located at 1003 Ash Street in Gilcrest, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. You can call us at 303-772-7821 or visit us online at saddleupcolorado.net. Hey, folks. The Rev
5: here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003.
6: The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tahibo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word tea and then the word club.
7: The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800 or visit our website at allamericangold.com.
8: Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage, psychedelic surf, and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down.
6: Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. 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 When Jesus walked. Oh, when he was, when Jesus was, when, when, when Jesus was, he away, Oh, it's a
1: happy day, All the All my programs are archived on 1360KHNC.com in their podcast section and for the Olive Tree Lampstand Ministry Program, the Radio Church. And my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I forget to give out contact information. Apologize for that. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, eight zero five zero two. Going back to what Isaiah said a remnant, a small remnant, and a residue. Now with the residue, there's a unique there's a unique plan of God with the residue. All of the riches of Almighty God all of the riches of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the work of the Holy Spirit is directed to them. It is directed to this residue. This has always been the case. It has never changed. God's ways never change. He will take care of the whole of the family of Israel. He will take care of the whole of his body, of his family. But all of the very best that God has to offer mankind, meaning in his seven churches, in the lampstands of God, is to the residue or the overcomers, a new term, or those who get the victories, or to the faithful, to the sold out, the given that are those in his family that are, you have the example, Mary and Martha. Martha was active, was busy, and she would complain that Mary would just basically sit and listen to what Christ had to say. And the Lord had to tell Martha, 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 why are you so full of activity? Why are you so busy? Mary, she's picked a better thing. She's picked the most important experience. I am teacher. I am the Almighty God. And she has decided to listen to what I have to say And to be available whenever I'm ready to minister. Are you in this body, in this listenership, are you there ready, waiting for the word of the Lord in what you're to do every day? Every day. Christ is available to you every day at all times. I'll give you an example. When I come in to do my programs, right here, I'm going to tell you what I have planned for today. I had planned to present to you the kingdom of God and the reality of the kingdom of God. But the Lord took me a different direction. So I have all the verses of the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven, And how important this kingdom is. It's eternal. Then I also planned. To begin in the book of Jude. And go through the book of Jude. And explain to the. Listeners today. That you have. In the body. In the assemblies. In the churches. You have been infiltrated. By devil worshipers. And not just members. Sitting in the. Chairs and the in the pews, no, many of you listening to me right now. You have a minister or people that you really enjoy. That are not born again Christians. They are wolves, and they serve the devil. One of the one of the uh, techniques that these devil worshipers that have infiltrated the body of Christ, one of their great strengths in their ministry is the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Gospels. They center on the Gospels. They won't center and do speak about the epistles because the epistles expose them. So they go to the light teachings of the Lord in the Gospels. Love one another. Love one another. Things of that nature. But they won't go to Paul in the book of Acts where he stated, I'm in Ephesus for three years and for three years I warned you that when I leave and my departure grievous wolves are going to come in. Meaning unbelieving individuals who serve Lucifer are going to come in And they're going to cause great havoc to the churches of God. So I wanted to talk about Jude and the infiltrators that are devil worshipers. And and John, he mentions it two ways. He says, there are the children of God and the children of the devil. That's the way he termed it in the King James. In our modern vernacular, it would be those who are truly born again and those who are satanists that are in the body of Christ and you know the difference by their by their righteousness those that are unrighteous are likened to the children of the devil so that's what i had planned just two things another thing i have planned is america In the Bible Jeremiah chapter fifty, Jeremiah fifty one, Isaiah forty seven, Revelation chapter eighteen, Revelation chapter seventeen, America in the Bible. These are the things that I plan, but coming in, I I ask the Lord, Lord Jesus. What, with this audience today, what have you, where are they, what, what is the subject for today? What is the subject? I don't know. I can't see their faces. I don't know what is the most necessary. Lord, what is the subject for today? The subject for today in the five minutes before I begin the program, seven minutes, the Lord tells me, Deuteronomy 32, I'm singing to my children in the lampstands in the world, and my children are not listening to me. My children are far from me, and I'm going to have to allow great hardship to come to them to get their attention. They don't know, they don't understand my word. I tell them that if they don't draw near to me, then I will use the environment to force them back to me. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. You are far from the reality of who your God is. And you, many, are very religious. And they think that their duties, like their being active like Martha, that is going to be accepted by the Holy Spirit. Where the Lord Jesus says, Mary has picked that better part to sit and listen to what I have to say. And in listening to the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give you direction. The Lord will give you clarity. Without a vision, the people perish. And in this country, the bulk of the men that are leading the assemblies, the children of God, the bulk, the greatest percentage do not know the deep things of Christ, the deep experiences of Christ. It's not just in the head, not just in the knowledge, but it's in the actual experience of who the Holy Spirit is. People that are going through hardship, God doesn't make a mistake. His work is perfect he makes decisions and his decisions are the best decisions that for each one of us when god makes a decision to change in things in our world in our lives we can see it as something negative because we look through the natural we are natural we are still flesh we are still fallen we don't know why God does what He does. But He sees ahead. He sees with us individually. He arranges, He sees and He arranges experiences for us so we can grow, so we can mature. He allows hardships. He allows hardships on one hand. On the other hand, we have to remember there is a thief This is an enemy of God. This is an adversary. We have to see the hand of God working in our lives, and then we have to see the hand of the adversary. And we can't mistake the hand of the adversary as being the work of God, because then we accuse God. And this is exactly what Job's wife tells Job. Curse God and die. Accuse God. Curse him. He's made a mistake. And not too long after that, she's not around. She's gone. Job could not see the conversation in heaven with Satan and God. And Job's friends. Could not see what Job was going through. But Job knew that he had he was upright. He knew that there wasn't anything in him that was would put him in a situation where he could be punished. He knew that. The friends didn't. And eventually what happens because of the sin of the friends counseling somebody who was righteous the punishment was coming to them don't think it wasn't punishment was coming to these friends who were counseling job job you've done something you know god is this and god is that and boy they knew more about god than than uh, <clears throat> job did well, Job, we know this and we know that. We Well, eventually the Lord tells Job, pray for them because I'm planning to come. I'm going to send the, the grim reaper. Pray for them. Forgive them. That's what we have to do, the people that counsel us in their flesh or in their soul, outside of the will and knowledge of God. We have to forgive them. So on one hand, God will allow hardships. He must, because this is the way of God. So we mature. We get to know Him. We get to see His power. We get to see His uh, experience His grace, His goodness, His kindness. On the other hand, those that are listening, you're going through something. Is it the hand of God allowing it? Or is it the thief coming to steal, kill, and and to destroy? The hardships you're going through, who is it? God? Helping you to mature? Or is it the thief? Trying to destroy. To kill you. To destroy everything that you have. To steal what God has put in your hands. You, uh, you're going to have to make that decision. You've, you have to have the discernment to know whether it's the hand of God or Satan, the thief. But now, let's say that there is unrighteousness, unforgiveness. There is something in your life that needs to be dealt with and taken care of. Then God gives you the time to identify it and to repent of it. You know, living in fornication. This works against your body and it works against the uh, testimony of who Jesus Christ is. Addictions. This in your life with addictions, it may be you need to be set free from addictions. Well, what will help, will keep you from from seeking help is your pride. I uh, knew an individual. She got involved with a, somebody she should never have gotten involved with. And it ended up, they were in an immoral situation. And she actually picked up a demon. I know that some don't believe that is possible. Well, you just don't know the spiritual world. You don't know the spiritual realm. You don't know uh, people around you that have that are alcoholics. You can't see that it is not just a, uh, the booze. It's a spirit. It's actually they've opened doors to something that now can control them. Well, she got involved with an individual, and she could not. He died, and he was still so real to her. She couldn't get him out of her thinking. She was tormented. She called me up. Actually, I called her. One day the Lord told me, give this sister a call. So I called her to see how she was doing, and she said everything was fine. She's doing great. And I knew there wasn't, I knew something was wrong. I said, well, I don't know the reason I'm calling is it just felt like the Lord is telling me there's, what's going on with you? Then she told me, I got involved and I cannot get away from his memory. I can't get away from having, thinking about him. I'm consumed and he's dead. There's nothing I can do about it. I said, well, you need deliverance she agreed but she didn't believe really that this could happen but it was happening to her so I gave her a little bit of advice which I'm going to tell you about in just a second we'll be back
9: power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices a EMP attack can fry everything leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones but don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com.
10: Hi. My name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating, since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service, again, 970-978-9565.
5: As the economy tightens, retailers are getting their products in front of thousands of new customers every month. The P.E. Gun Show is a whole family event featuring toys, craft items, food, survival and hunting accessories. Every show is loaded with potential buyers looking for your products. For table rental information, contact P.E. or call them at 970-663-9101. The new 90,000 square foot Premier Events Expo Center located at the Greeley Mall off Highway 34 is the perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact pe-show.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's pe-shows.com, 970-663-9101.
2: Hey guys, Tommy, with Revo Knives. Wanted to let you know that we're bringing our knives laser engraved here for 1360 KHNC. You can pick them up at 2 South Parish Avenue here in Johnstown at their, with their logo. We're really proud to partner with them and have our Revo Knives on display, all for you guys to carry with your EDC rotation. Certainly can't underestimate the quality or the value you get for the money. Stop by and see them today, or pick one up at
1: RevoKnives.com. Okay, we're just about to finish this hour. And um, so what happened is I I gave her three options. I said, well, I can come. I can pray for you. And you can be free. So you picked up a spirit. She knew it. I said, or I have a friend down in Denver. And I can give him a call. We can visit him. We can pray over you," she goes. "Well, he used to be my pastor. I prefer not to to uh, go there." I said, "Okay." And then I said, "Well, then what we can do is I have a friend, his uh, pastor Mel Johnson, and all Na- the pastor of All Nations Church. I know he'd be more than happy to to pray for your your uh, freedom." And she agreed to that. I called Brother Mel. He said, "I'm having a deliverance week this weekend. Come bring her up." And uh, we went and went through the, through the the. Uh, he does the church service, and then afterwards we, he does ministry. Well, my wife and I we just went set back to pray. And he sat down with her, and, you know, embarrassment. She was embarrassed, which is just normal. He prayed probably five, five minutes, and she was free, and she couldn't believe it. She said, I'm I'm free. I felt something leave. It's gone. It's not there anymore. She was so grateful. She was just so happy. Pride keeps people from their deliverance. People are ashamed. People don't want to admit it. People like their bondage. They just have reasons why they won't want to be set free. They don't believe that a Christian can have spirits, controlling spirits that control them. Drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it. They don't want to believe it. They're too proud to admit it. But, this is one of the things that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord Jesus said, you must deny yourself. And for those that want to be set free, they can be set free. But the pride, the pride is what keeps them in bondage. So, now, okay, I'm going to finish out this hour. And the podcasts for the program are on 1360khnc.com and you can open up the podcast section listen to, I think, four or five programs. For programs from the beginning, uh, when I began the church on the radio, you'd have to go down to navigation and open up the podcast in the navigation section down below. That gets you to all of the archived podcasts. Then you can also, I do during the week, The Present Truth. And you can open those podcasts up also. Well, for this hour, we're finished. Join me in the next hour. Remember, Sundays, 9 to noon, for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm Rick Rodriguez. Join me here for Hour 2. And we will talk then.
12: Hi, Bob Cambrin
13: here with Waterworks. All water has impurities. Clean, healthy water without chemicals and other impurities is foundational for a healthy body. At Waterworks, we provide long-term solutions to make your water safe and ideal for as little as $25 per month. Call or text today, Bob Cambrin, 303-888-8891. 303-888-8891.
4: Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com.
14: Come sail the Mardi Gras and have the time of your life with Cruise Planners, the easiest and best way to plan your cruise. The Mardi Gras Cruise, February 13th through 25th, is a great way to escape the noisiness of life and enjoy the ocean with amazing attractions and fun for everyone on and off the boat. Contact them at 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Again, 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Reserve your space today.
15: Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado. Eighteen Eleven Hoover Street. Seven two zero six eight zero zero four nine two. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth guy, and his wife Valentina. Drop by.
12: We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more.
15: We have new, state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811
5: Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado.
13: Everything very good. Just come in and try it.
5: Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best price is the best quality and all THC-free. MyKind CBD, CBD as nature intended it.
14: Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators, for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now, so give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard.
10: Doctors say you should have your colon checked often. I'm not a doctor, but if you don't have your gun cleaned regularly, it'll get filled with crap, too. And when it breaks, it could cost you your family. Don't let it happen to you. Go see My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. Give me a call or shoot me a text at 970-776-0258. That's My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258.
1: Welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. During the week, I host the uh, Present Truth from 2 to 3. Join me then. then also These programs of mine, plus the other programs of the different hosts throughout the week, are also archived on podcast at 1360khnc.com. I have the two programs, Present Truth and the Olive Tree Ministry program. I uh, have been going through, attempting to get through the whole chapter of Deuteronomy 32, and I'm at verse 4. And this is the final address that Moses made to the children of Israel before they left the wilderness and uh, went into uh, the area of, and the lands that they were to uh, uh, to occupy. And Moses is singing this singing this song to them, and it is a uh, hard word. God is singing to the seven churches in the world today, His seven churches. The book of Revelation was not addressed to the children of Israel. It was not written for the nations. The book of Revelation was a letter, letter, a final letter by the Lord Jesus to the seven lampstands. And in the book of Revelation, he let all of his children know what was going to happen from that time, A.D. 96 roughly, to the present, through time, through the centuries, more specifically, in the time in which we live right now, in the final decade. This was addressed to the seven lampstands, not to Israel as a nation, not to the nations of the world. Yes, there are prophecies for them in the book of Revelation. God included them also, but the book was written to the seven lampstands, to the household of God. And the household of God, uh, according to The prophecies about the churches at the end of the world, they would be apostate, far from God. They wouldn't uh, take the word of God to heart and believe that God would punish his children for their disobedience. The principles that were set in the Old Testament are the principles that are in the New Testament. God is God. He will not allow idolatry. He will not allow his people to worship other gods, other powers. He alone is God. In Deuteronomy 32, uh, Christ, uh, God is saying that uh, he's, through Moses, describing the condition of the children of Israel during their time in the wilderness, and what God will do when they move from the wilderness into across the Jordan River into the land that they were promised through Abraham. Now, I'll finish with verse 4. He is a faithful God who does no wrong, who is right, he's righteous, and he's fair. And this is true. Moses knew, because Moses, of the whole group, he experienced God as who, uh, 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 he experienced all that God was. Verse 5, Now, they have done evil against him. They are corrupt. To their shame, their faults show, they are no longer his children. Now, yes, this was the initial song of Moses to the children of Israel. There's going to be, in the time in which we live, there's going to be a new song. And it will be sung by the residue of believers that are faithful to Christ they will have a new song to sing. It will be a song of victory. Moses was singing a song to the children of Israel. It was not a song of victory that was being sung to them. It was a song that was explaining the shame of of the people that God had called to represent him and how they had been unfaithful. But the new song that is going to be sung by the residue of overcoming Christians will be a song of victory. It will be a song of victory because these overcomers will have experienced God in His power and all that He is, all that He was to be to His children, faithful He's a a faithful God, a God who truly should be worshipped. He's a mighty God. He's a great God. And they will, in this time in which we live, they will ascribe greatness to this Christ and his Father. So Moses says they've done evil. They are corrupt. This will be the condition of the body of Christ in the time in which we live. Paul in Second Thessalonians talks about a great apostasy that will take place with the churches internationally. But I believe that as an evangelical believer, I believe that the greatest shame will be to the evangelical churches of America. The great shame will be to the apostasy of the american assemblies and that apostasy to be honest it's it's twofold it's a double edged sword the men who have been leading and teaching this army for the last 40 years not teaching them to be overcomers but have been have given them too much latitude to live Apart from the laws of God, the commandments of Christ, the teachings of the Lord. Too much latitude. Secondly, it is the children of God in the assemblies that sit under these pastors. That whatever the pastor will say, they will believe it. And they should, if it's, if it's good doctrine, they should believe it and they should adhere to it but if they're not reading the scripture for themselves to see if the pastor could have a fault or faults then they're going to be deceived the great deception of the churches of the evangelical churches in america i'm on record i'm going to stay on the record the doctrines of a pre-tribulation rapture this is not in the Bible. It's a new doctrine. It's it's probably 140 years old, right right in that vicinity. Uh, it was introduced in the late 1800s mid, mid 1800s that Christ will take out of the world out of the hardships of the world overcoming people in the body of Christ. It is it is a false doctrine taught by false teachers, false apostles. That's one doctrine. Another is because God will never allow his children to suffer. Well, what about those in China presently? The Uyghurs that are born again in the slave labor camps in western China. They would have a different view. The Christians, the true born-again Christians in the Islamic Nations, the heart of the Islamic world. Once they're found out to be Christian, serving the Lord Jesus, uh, pretty much that's the end of their, their life. That day, generally, is the end, the, the final day of their lives. They have a different view than we do in America. This is a great, a great deception. But people that have believed this cannot be convinced you can't convince them you cannot even with prayer they don't want prayer to be convinced otherwise they want to believe a lie they've made lies their refuge there are many who are waking up but I'm afraid there are too many too many uh, other too many millions of Of believers in this country. That believe in a pre-trib rapture. Well. Nothing you can do. You just have to. Let time. Do what time does. And when the tribulation begins. Then they're going to think. Well well. We're going to be saved from great tribulation. When great tribulation. When the. Night time comes. That will. Will cure them or they will that power of that lie will be broken on their mind but it's going to be too late they will not have the spiritual strength to continue to move forward with their christian lives another lie another great lie of the pastors of this country america does not is not in the Bible. That is a, for the, even the prophets of this country, even those that have prophet, prophetic ability have believed that lie. That America is not in the Bible. America is so in the Bible, it is a whale swimming in the backyard swimming pool. You can't believe it. Because you don't want to believe it. See, America is unique. America is the center of technology, the center of, we used to be an industrial world, we control the weather, we control the atmosphere, we control through the, uh, our air force, we control everything in the atmosphere to our space program, everything that happens in outer space. Information, we control it all. We eavesdrop on every telephone, every text, call, email. A techno space, we are the ones who have developed the finest in technology. We rule what's on the ocean surface, what's underneath the ocean surface. There's nothing that this country doesn't touch. But we're not in the Bible. Well, the prophets of old don't agree. The prophets of old speak of two Babylons, ancient Babylon and end-of-the-day Babylon. And both of these two Babylons in their localities exist at the same time. Ancient, Ancient Babylon nebuchadnezzar's babylon exists and a new end of the world babylon exists they both exist at the same time the location is different one is the in the ocean of sand in the middle east one is sits between two great oceans in the west the united states and because of that the pastors and the prophets of this nation who should know this the prophetic the the uh, reality of what the prophets stated about the end of the world they don't see it so they're not communicating the truth to those in their sphere of influence america's in the bible The Bible says that America will be the seat of the coming Antichrist. But see, the weak-souled Christians of America don't want to believe such a reality. But this is what the Scripture calls it. uh, The matter of a weak soul. In the Old Testament, one of the types is the women who were so delicate, they couldn't go barefooted because it was too much of a hardship so they were tender-footed we in the new testament example tender-souled we're so tender in the soul we can't handle any hard truth this is evident in this society so many weak-souled individuals now, the weak souled individuals in the world, that's one thing. But weak souled ind- individuals in the body of Christ, that's a completely different matter. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our mind, our emotion, our will. We have the Holy Spirit to keep us anchored in our spirit, which is our heart, our intuition in our conscience he's our anchor but with the weak-souled Christians Christ is not an anchor Christ is really in many cases an enemy we as a culture we're a culture of ease at ease we're a culture that is, that has abundance these things are wonderful but they can work against the well-being of a genuine, God-fearing Christian. The things of the world are there, but we are not to look to these things solely. We have, we're a kingdom. We're a kingdom of children that have been called by God into a purpose, an eternal plan. It's God's will that we fulfill the duties that have been given to us. We are to announce to the world that there is a Messiah and all that the Messiah has promised, every individual that believes in Him, eternal life and the help from heaven as needed. And that this, this God has washed away all sin for all time. And he's given us the strength in our mind, emotion, and will to follow him, no matter what the cost is. This is what we've been promised. But we've also been promised hardship. Nobody escapes hardship in the world. The wealthy don't escape hardship the powerful, the leaders of the world, the rulers of the world, nobody escapes hardship. In uh, Ezekiel, in Ecclesiastes 9:11, that it says that um, I'm going to just go to that quickly. Says that the race isn't to the swift; those who are the fastest. Don't always win the race. The battle isn't to the strong. In other words, you can have the greatest armies, but that doesn't mean these armies are going to be victorious. It just means they're great armies. And I'm just going to read it here. And if it's interesting, it would be 9-11... So, the writer observed, Under the sun, the race doesn't always go to the swift, nor the battle to the mighty, to the strong, nor food to the wise. Doesn't matter how much wisdom you have, it doesn't mean you're going to have your belly full. Nor wealth to the intelligent. How many brilliant, brilliant people that I know And there's no wealth. They're struggling. Nor is there going to be favor to the knowledgeable. People that have great knowledge. Doesn't mean they're going to have honor. They're not going to have favor. But it says that accidents can happen to anyone. And there's another thought. Being at the right place at the right time. Each of us experience just things that will happen in our lives. We just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And it turns out that by our being at that place at that time, we get a job, we, something happens in our lives that is just wonderful. We, go a new, we, we uh, end up going a new direction in life, <clears throat> being at the right place at the right time. But also, the writer says, We can be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Not just the right place, but the wrong place. And we've all experienced being in a situation where we should not have been there, and it works against us. It causes us hardship. All of us, there's going to be hardship with every human being. No matter how powerful they are, how many, how wealthy they are, how wise they are, how intelligent they are, how gifted they are, there's going to be hardship. And we believers, in our hardship, we have the Holy Spirit to be with us. We have the Holy Spirit to comfort us. The Holy Spirit to be with us so that we're not, we're not suffering alone <coughs> alone. There are many people who are very ill, sick, and in their sickness, and their suffering, what the nurses, the doctors, the family can't do, the Holy Spirit is there to assist them. And that is the greatest comfort to anybody who is ill, having the Holy Spirit, knowing that God is with them, that God is there, that God is overseeing everything, We have, uh, as believers, we have an advantage over non-believers in that we have God, we have Christ with us, which is a great, great advantage. Now, in America, I'm, I'm presenting this to you because sometimes the reality does more to help an individual to wake up. It's like we use the term reality check. Sometimes, for example, as this prophet says that America is in the Bible, this prophet says that this nation will be the seat of the coming Antichrist. This prophet says that this Antichrist, at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, is going to begin the great martyrdom of the children, the true children of God. This is difficult to even think about. But the thing is this we have the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, with a wound, We have the anointing. We have the ointment. We have the salve. With any wound, with any hardship, we have the Holy Spirit to be there, to be with us, to help us to understand the truth, believe the truth, and then once we begin to accept the truth, then the freedom begins. That is when we are set free. You're set free if you have the truth that we are going to go through hardship, but Christ will be with us. Christ will be there in that hardship. That is the truth. That is the great comfort to God's children. We'll be back for the second half of the second hour in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez, The Present Thief, Olive Tree Ministries.
0: Hey, yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at three PM, right here on KHNC, thirteen sixty AM and thirteen sixty KHNC.com.
5: A soldier in Afghanistan whose neck had been deeply sliced by shrapnel had a pressure bandage applied for several hours, but no clot had formed. The pressure bandage was removed, bleed stop was applied, and within two minutes the bleeding had completely stopped. Bleed stop. Safe in the wound? Find bleed stop on the KHNC website. Simply click on the bleed stop button at the top of the page.
14: Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards.
6: Reasons to own gold. Reason number
5: The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev Saturdays from one to two. Sometimes the truth hurts. Day.
6: Oh, a happy day! Oh, a happy, oh, happy day!
10: When Jesus,
6: was. When Jesus was.
10: Oh.
1: On the last thought is the the prophetic people that don't have insight really should uh, put a, a knife to their throat. If they don't have prophetic insight concerning the time in which we live, then they're missing their calling. The prophetic people that don't see how the nations fit in the prophecies of the time in which we live. Russia, there are prophecies about Russia. Ezekiel chapter 38, 39. The nations surrounding Israel, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Saudi Arabia to the southeast, the Gaza Strip, the Philistines that lived there, Palestinians, China, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, the nations of North Africa, Ethiopia, Libya, Egypt, the United States, London, England, Germany, France, In the scripture, America, the big one. Those that can't, prophetic people, that don't see how these nations fit in prophecy, Israel, then they need to be still. If they don't know the truth and reality, it would be wise that they don't try to teach God's children what they're not familiar with what they don't know. The prophets don't think the prophets can be out of control. They can be very out of control. They may be able to speak words to individuals which are very accurate, but they don't have the overview that they should have in the time in which we live in the nations and how these nations are in prophecy. If they don't see that, they need to be careful. The punishment is going to be more severe on the prophetic people than just the teachers. Teachers need to be very careful also. One thing that the children God wants His children to know is He wants His children to know where we are in time. The fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. To separate yourself from evil, from sin, is a beginning of knowledge. God wants His children to know where we are. Why live live in a fantasy? Why live a fantasy? This prophet says, Things will not change. Things will not change for the better. We have passed that point. It's in the scripture. Things will not get better. The societies of the world will continue this slide into a a, a breakdown of the, of the societies. This country, America, we're under the punishments of the hand of God. They're not going to come. They've already started and how what is god how is god bringing about these punishments through the leaders of the land <clears throat> we want to trust the leaders of the land but the thing is this the leaders of the land are building another kingdom they're trying to keep another kingdom intact they're trying to make the other kingdom more powerful stronger but God's kingdom is growing like a mountain and it's going to crush these other kingdoms we are children of God's kingdom a kingdom that is eternal a kingdom in time that has power authority a kingdom that in time has vision has a view of the plan of God But in America, in in the evangelical churches, that view, that plan, that understanding doesn't exist because the pastors of the land, for the most part, not all of them, are building kingdoms and making sure that the existing kingdom doesn't fade away into history. They have programs so the problem is twofold. Not only the vision of the pastor, but the lack of vision for those in the assemblies. And the pastors of the land can't tell, have to be careful by presenting to their assemblies that uh, we're getting close to, <clears throat> we're approaching quickly the tribulation. We are, the tribulation is, we are not moving to the tribulation. The tribulation is like a freight train coming at us. Do you notice how fast the seasons go? It was just Halloween. Now, Thanksgiving is over. Christmas is coming. It's almost as if the God is speeding time up. As time is hastening. And the tribulation, the things that are happening in the world right now are indicators that we're in a time of sorrows, a time of hardship, time of birth pains, but the prophets of the land, the pastors, are not communicating that to God's children. This is something that the people that have been studying the prophetic word should be presenting to God's children. And there are those that are. There are many that are. But there are many more that should be that aren't. Those that should be presenting what's coming to the children of God, but they're not. <clears throat> this is why Moses He sang the final song to the children of Israel. God is now singing a song to his seven churches because the hardship is coming to God's children in all of the seven lampstands. The Orthodox churches, Catholic churches, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Anglican, all the Protestant churches, assemblies, the Pentecostal groups, the charismatic groups, the messianic groups. It doesn't matter. All of God's children internationally, hardship is coming. This is what Christ said would happen in the days prior to his return, in the years before his return. There would be hardship to his churches But in the hardship, there would come out of the hardship a group, a small residue of faithful people that God will put on display that will bring fear upon the children of darkness, that will give hope to the children of light, that will help to to a degree help wake the children of Israel up. Wake them up. But the thing is this. God did say that with the children of Israel. They would have a blindness on their eyes. Until finally it would take Messiah. Coming to the Middle East. Before Armageddon. At the beginning of Armageddon. And it would be at that time that they would finally realize. That this Christ who came 2,000 years ago. Was their Messiah. There's great corruption presently in the religious world in Israel great corruption just like there's great corruption in the in the bodies of Christ in these lampstands of Christ here in this country great deception some of the I wish I could just mention names the great great men in this country that are look, looked at or looked to that have portrayed themselves to be great men of God and they are devil worshipers. They are not even Christian. They worship Satan and they've come in to lead millions of Christians, evangelical Christians, away from the Lord believing lies. They're going to be exposed, but for the most part, the hardship that is coming to the Christian people, God has to allow the hardship to force the children of God to come back to Him. This was the pattern with Israel, and it's going to be the pattern with the body of Christ. Israel, they were sent into captivity out of their land. There was hardship. There was uh, extreme uh, spiritual I mean, they, they wanted to repent, but it would take years for them to be restored, even after the repentance began. And it's the same with the body of Christ in America today. I use this verse repeatedly Amos chapter 3, verse 2. How can two walk together unless they're, not, uh, unless they're in agreement? it's the principle is so deep how can two people walk together if they're not in agreement if they haven't agreed to go to a certain destination and have taken chosen the path and 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 mapped out the course how can they travel together how can they reach that destination unless they're in agreement Now, in the world, there is an agreement that has been reached with the children of the devil. They have agreed on a one new world order, a one world government. They're agreed. They've agreed that now is the time to bring in a cashless society. They're in agreement. They have worked together for the same objective, starting in 1971 with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. They're an agreement. How can the people that, that rule over the pharmaceutical companies, how can they uh, begin a genocide program, a vaccination program on the nations of the world, unless they're in agreement? They are in agreement. Then they are in agreement to make sure that there's a campaign of untruth, a a campaign of deception to get the people of the world and in the educated nations to get them to believe that the only protection they have from this coming, or from this virus is vaccination. These people are one. And it's in the book of Revelation chapter 6 the four horsemen of the apocalypse these people are one in the plans for coming war for the wars that will take place in different areas of the world they're one they're one in bringing in disease plague pestilence they have the technology to do that they are one then to bring in famine Not not just natural famines by the hand of God, but by the hand of man. See, the children of the devil are wiser than the children of light. They are one in this objective. This is not accidental. They're one. Then, they're one in using all of these scenarios to bring about death. using the three of them using this trio to bring about death they're one in a system where you have to buy you can't buy and sell unless you take a mark or worship the name of the beast or his image you see how the children of the devil are one and in America the pastors of this land they're going different directions there's no unity there's no vision there's no understanding that we are at the end of the world in the final decade before Christ returns. This is, this is a great, what Christ said in Matthew 24, one of the first things. Be not deceived. Who's he talking to? He was talking to the apostles. He was talking to the disciples who would become the apostles. And the principle was that in the future, there would be men who would be the ones responsible for giving direction to the church of God, the family of God. Firstly, if Satan can deceive them, then a, a great hurt can come to the family of God. Are the pastors in this nation, do they have the same vision? No, they don't. Do they have the vision that America is in the Bible that I have? No, they don't. But you know what would happen if they were to realize and have the revelation that America is in the Bible and that the Antichrist is going to be the one who, uh, he's, he's the king of this empire? Do you realize what that will do when the pastors of the land wake up? They're not going to wake up. You, individual believers, you in the assemblies, you, the body of Christ, you are the ones who God is going to wake up. You're going to wake up, and as you begin to present this type of thought to your pastors, they're going to kick you out. They're going to make sure that you don't spread this kind of nonsense to the other members in the in the assemblies in which you're part of it's you it's going to be not the pastors of the land that are going to wake up it's going to be the body when the body sees and begins to understand that there is no rapture then you will become a force that the the devil You'll, you'll become a threat. You're already becoming a threat. You'll become a greater threat. You'll be a threat to these assemblies of errant doctrine. These assemblies where you have a pastor who is just there to make sure the checks keep coming in every week. Don't send your checks to these type of men. You You're part of the problem. God is trying to to weed out the corrupt men who are the hirelings. Peter talks about the hirelings, Christ talked about the hirelings, and many Christians are funding the hirelings. It takes a hand of God to take these hirelings out of position, like Joel Olstein, the hireling, the great hireling that many, many Christians love. Rick Rodriguez will be back.
5: The P.E. Gun Show, December 10th and 11th, will feature a firearms giveaway both Saturday and Sunday. Show location is the premier events expo center at the Greeley Mall. Food all weekend, CCW classes, and daily firearms drawings, it's the perfect way to spend the day. For more details, see peshows.com. That's P.E. Shows.com. See you at the show. khnc is proud to carry my kind cbd products products include cocoa top shelf tinctures hemp salve moisturizing lotions and retinol cream they also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin to see all the cbd products we carry visit the station at two south parish or check us out online go to 1360khnc.com click on the shop button
10: Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude we object to it being done at all. We disapprove of state education, and the socialists say we are opposed to any education. Socialism. Frederick Bastiat, The Law.
1: Well, we're done with the uh, first hour or second hour of today's program. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the fecal canal. You know, we think of uh, the saying of Christ, well, they're going to fall into a ditch. No, it's not a ditch. It's a fecal canal. It's a wide, it's d- full of disease. It's, it's uh sickness disease you're gonna fall into the fecal canal if you these these leaders the blind leaders who lead the blind are you blind are you following leaders that are keeping you in an unsanitary situation doctrinally where you can't grow where you can't see the truth a situation that's unhealthy? a situation that uh, works against you in your christian walk it's going to be the members of the body of christ that are going to wake up i don't put any i don't believe for the most part that the pastors will wake, wake up i don't it will take the members in their assemblies to repeatedly present to them the truth to get them to start to think but it's going to be the children of God in the assemblies that God is going to. God is waking up His children. Moses gave a final word, not to the elders of Israel, but to the whole family of Israel. God's word is to His family. It's not just to the pastors. A lot of these pastors, many of these pastors, they can't be recovered. Their doctrines are, are whether well, that have been ingrained in them like many who believe and have been preaching this matter of a pre-trib, pre-trib rapture for years and years and years, it's, the, the shame is going to be too much. They'll just have to walk away. God has called an army of in His family that's going to be faithful, that's going to be effective, that is going to be the threat to the kingdom of darkness. The pastors in one swoop The government can round them all up. What happens if your pastor is out of commission? What are you going to do? Do you depend on on just your pastor to give you the insight without you taking responsibility to read the Scripture to see what the Scripture says? I encourage God's children. You look at the Scriptures. I present things to you, but then it's your responsibility to search it out. To see if these things are true. America and the Bible. Revelation chapter 17. Revelation chapter 18. Jeremiah 50. Jeremiah 51. Isaiah chapter 47. The scriptures about Babylon the Great. You have to have the discernment to look at the scriptures about Babylon. Is Christ talking about ancient Babylon or end of the world Babylon? This is the wisdom God gives his children to be able to have the discernment to see what is old ancient Babylon and what is modern day Babylon. Ancient Babylon does not have the technology that we have today, ancient Babylon does not have the military that we have today. So, we're going to be back for hour three in a few minutes. So, uh,. 1360KHNC.com for podcasts, Olive Tree Ministry.
7: The KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD
9: Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Kerry and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, gyros, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara in Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467 the best traditional Greek food in Northern Colorado.
3: Riley here from Saddle Up in Gilcrest, Colorado. We would like to invite you down to our small-town store for all your holiday shopping. We have new and used saddles, horse tack, clothing, accessories, and more. We also offer gift certificates. We're located at 1003 Ash Street in Gilcrest, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. You can call us at 303-772-7821 or visit us online at saddleupcolorado.net.
2: Is your fireplace not running right? Do you need maintenance or a fresh new look? I'm Keith, owner and service technician.
3: And I'm Amy,
14: scheduler for Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical, servicing
2: northern Colorado. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-in pellet stoves and fire pits.
14: Call Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical at 970 966 Zero two one seven. Again, nine seven zero nine six six zero two one seven. Or visit us on the web at abundant-flame.com. J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service, and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 E7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J. DaysAppliance.com. Tommy
2: here with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. With the holidays fast approaching, make sure to get your haircut appointments scheduled now so we can get you all cleaned up before Grandma and the Turkey Day. Speaking of turkeys, if you need a new knife to carve that bird, we've got you covered with an exclusive lineup of Revo knives. Lots of different everyday carry options. You're sure to find the one that fits your need. We're located on 4th and Garfield in Loveland at 970-617-2158. Or in Mead on I-25 and Highway 66 at 720-745-0783. And as always, live sharp.
7: I'm Joe Jaquin CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar since the closing of the gold window in 1971 the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money they openly say that they need 2 percent inflation which simply means they hope to devalue your money And they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money.
11: Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group with Steve Pardue. 6175 West 10th Street Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970 443 5654.
1: We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3, and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30. Serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654-6175 West 10th Street in Greeley.
0: The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network.
8: Oh,
15: happy birthday.
7: He washed
5: my sins away
1: Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The only hope for this world is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that, and that is the truth. He teaches us how to watch, to fight, and pray. The greatest threat to the kingdom of darkness is the residue of believers in the body of Christ that are faithful to the Lord, that are consecrated to the Lord, that have given themselves to the kingdom of heaven and the reality of the kingdom of heaven, that are busy in the field bringing people that have no hope to the only one who can give them hope Jesus Christ Yeshua In the first 2 hours I uh, have attempted to go through Deuteronomy chapter 32 The book is that chapter is is too involved and I'm I'm at verse 5 the reality of the, of the experience of Deuteronomy chapter 32. The final address of Moses to the children of Israel before they went into the good land. We also, in a type, we believers in the body of Christ, very shortly, we are going to go into the millennial kingdom. We are closing out this age. We are the ones chosen by God to be here as a witness to the corruption of the world and to testify to God, to the universe, to the societies about the corruption. Christ, when He came, He had an address to the Pharisees, to the religious world. They were a den of vipers. And to the world... The world would not accept him because of their evil. We um, are witness witnesses to all of the uh, the uh, doings and the evil of the children of the devil, and in the religious world, to all of the evil in that system, which works against the children of God, and the plan and purpose of God. Moses, in his final address, I'm going to go through it quickly, as quickly as possible. This address to the children of Israel before they went into the good land is exactly the same Word that God is giving His churches presently. We're far from God. We don't fear God. We prefer to worship our idols. Things that keep us from God, whatever those idols may be, the Holy Spirit can reveal to you what it is that is interfering with your relationship with the Holy Spirit. What it is that is keeping you ineffective. He can reveal that to you. He is, everything is available to you. Everything. You have miracles that are needed in your lives. The miracles are there, you just have to ask. You may not even know what the miracles are that you need. You can just simply say, Lord, I don't know what miracles I need. You have a name for those miracles. Please, I need your help. Grace. Having grace that only Christ can give you the great the great grace to keep you moving forward no matter what no matter how hard the wind is no matter what the difficulties are no matter what the challenges you can continue to move ahead this is the power of the holy spirit example all of the apostles the apostle paul the at all Every day, some type of conflict. Every day, there was resistance. Every day, something, whether the government or the the invisible forces of hell were, were in opposition to what they were doing, they still continued. They had the grace no matter what. They had the vision, this is what I've been called to do, I have to continue with these men. You know, uh, sailors, even before you had uh, any type of propulsion other than the wind and the current, these men, no matter what, regardless of the storms, the hardships, whatever, that they encountered in the ocean, they had to, at all costs, move forward. The uh, men who were the captains of these ships back then, they had to be men... Who were fearless that would not, would not uh, bend or cavitate to the pressure. This is who we, with the power of the Holy Spirit, no matter what comes, we will not break, we will not faint under pressure. In the body of Christ, God has made, God has called certain individuals, ordained individuals to lead his children into the future through the hardships that are to come. These men, you know, in the Old Testament, there were captains of a hundred, captains of fifties, captains of ten. The captains of ten did not have the fortitude to be the captains of a hundred unless they were trained. And in the body of Christ today, you have individuals who are standing at the pulpit that shouldn't be there. They don't have the psychological makeup. They don't have the fortitude. They don't have the grace. They haven't had the experiences, uh, deep experiences of Christ to continue no matter what would happen. They don't have the vision other than just taking a little sermon here or there and presenting that to the children of God. Do those sermons help? Sure they do. The Word of God will not return to Him void. But are they the best that the Men in these assemblies can lay out on the table for their uh, the uh, people in the assembly. not always. There are some assemblies you can you know by experience. You go from one ministry to another on the radio, and you find the ministries where the individual that is hosting that program gives you a deeper insight, a greater understanding than another host. It depends on the calling of God on these men and the ministry that God has given them what they are are to present to God's children my ministry is that of to the overcomers to those who want to overcome it is possible but it takes a commitment it means that you're going to have to pay the price Many people don't want to talk about paying a price. You do. No matter what you do, you've got to pay a price. When you're a man in high school, you want to go out for the football team, where you've got many people competing to be part of just a small group of people that will be that team, you have to pay a price. You have to be in shape. You have to be sharp in in the uh, knowledge of the position that you're going to master. You've got to pay a price. With the Christians, it's no different. Men, women, children—doesn't matter. There is a cost, and we know that. Pastors don't like to talk about paying. You know the cost that you might have to pay. But the thing is this: if you're going to grow this, the the plants of the field, they have to sit out in the elements all day long. They have to sit under that sun, heat, wind, rains, who knows what. But they still have to stay and grow. This is one of the principles of the Christian life. You're not saved eternally just to be saved eternally. You're, you have eternal hope. So that is that uh, that weight of your eternal future is off of your mind. It's not a fear anymore. But now you have to labor. You have to be busy in the field of God. Moses is telling the children of Israel, you're going to go into a new land. But when you go into the new land, he's trying to emphasize to them, you're going to be given. You're going to have to fight. But you're not going to do it alone. You have to have the God of Israel to be with you. You have to have the your neighbors, the other family members to help you in your battles. You're going to need the help. You have to accept the help. And then when you're needed, you have to help them. It's going to be a corporate on one hand, a family matter on one hand. But on the other hand, individually, each one of you are going to have to trust your God. Now, verse 6, I'll start there again. Do you requite the Lord, do you have a problem with God? Don't. O oh, foolish people and unwise. It is not is not he your father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made you and established you and you have a problem with God? It's foolish I've heard people complaining about the Lord. Well it's not the Lord. A lot of times, like I mentioned in the first hour. It's the thief who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and to deceive you, and to get you to believe that it's God that is allowing this harm or hurt to come to you. Well, don't forget, there's a thief. The thief comes to steal. Steal what? Everything you have. Steal your time. Steal your money. Steal your strength. Your energy. Your health. To kill? He'll try to kill you. If he can't steal everything from me, he'll try to kill you. Then He comes, if He can't kill you, then what's He going to do next? He's going to try to destroy your life. Destroy relationships. Destroy relationship with your children, with your family, with your friends. He's, that's what He does. That's what the thief does. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Christians don't have the discernment to realize that it's not God. It's the thief. But then the Lord does allow... If he wants us to mature, he does allow, you know, unpleasant situations, not to destroy you, just to help you grow, to depend on him. So Moses is saying, <clears throat> he made you, and he established you. You can believe that you established yourself. Don't believe that. Verse seven. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations ask your father he will show you the elders they will tell you and we today I'm telling you that I remember when I came to Christ I remember the years following God has always been good he's always been fair in every difficulty he has been there to assist me he's been there to help myself my family he has always protected me, but he's been faithful to take me to deeper atmospheres in him. So I have a greater experience of God in hardship. Uh, in in times when I'm in many times during my life, I'm fighting for my life, literally fighting to live. One time there was no way I was going to live. It was over. I was in the valley of the shadow of death. It's not a valley. It's a crevice. It's a crevice so deep that once you get in, there's no way out. The only way out is for God to reach down to grab you and pull you out. I have had that experience. I should not be here. But because God had a purpose for myself and because of the ministry that God had ordained that I should have and the uh, sphere, the, the way in which I could influence the children of God... I knew that I needed to be here. And I just had to pray like the Apostle Paul. I knew that it was over. I said, Lord, you, I'm not going to make it, am I? Well then, Lord, I pray this one thing. That Paul, he was ready to go be with you. And I was ready to go be with the Lord. I wasn't afraid. wasn't fearful. There was no fear. No panic. No distress. Nothing negative. But I knew... That for my wife and my children and for the family that, uh, the, of God that I was to influence and to assist in the future, I know for that purpose I had to be here. All I could do was ask the Lord, Okay, Lord. Then I asked what Paul said. He was ready to go be with you. But for the sake of his, the work that he only he could accomplish, he agreed to stay. But he was ready to go, but he decided, no, I need to be here. Well, then, Lord, if that's the case, I need to be here. That was in uh, 2002. And because of that, I am here to this very day. There was no coming out of that valley, none, no way. This is one of those situations where doctors, man, medicine, uh, nothing could help me. It was over. And it took, took about three months. I could barely get to the bathroom. I would sleep all day. But eventually, little by little, the Lord brought me out of that valley. Brought me back. And He established me. He set me on a rock. And He has established my goings and my comings. This is what He's got to do with all of us. We're going into a very difficult time. The men of this nation in the responsible positions, if they're not telling you that, don't avoid them. Stay, I mean, don't, I mean, do avoid them. Avoid them. Stay away from them. They will feed you lies. They will tell you it's going to be okay, that God would never allow you to suffer. Well, they better start tearing pages out of the Bible because Christ is just the opposite. If you follow me, Everything that they did to me, they're going to do to you. They're going to, you're going to be despised. You're going to be hated for my namesake. You're going to be uh, led away. You're going to be put in prison. They're going to kill you. Verse 8. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, God gave all the nations their property. When, it, when, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations, ask your father, and he will show thee, the elders they will tell you. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. All the families of the world have their areas where God has given it to them as a possession. Uh, There's a big war coming with Russia and Iran. Iran, for the most part, is going to be totally destroyed. Same with Russia. But there are verses in the Old Testament that the southeastern portion of Iran, God is going to save many of those people in that area. He's going to keep them because He's so fair. He's so good. He's going to keep them because they are to make it into the millennial kingdom. And there are going to be the children of, uh, of Ammon and Moab and the uh, j- just so many people that are going to make it. The dukes of Ishmael. They're going to be in the millennial kingdom even though many of them are Islam. Still, God is going to visit them and open their eyes. They have to be in the Millennial Kingdom. Abraham's firstborn son to Hagar. No. God loves these people. You know, most people don't realize that Moses, he married Sarah. From the, from the lineage, one of the, the children of Ham, Or I'm sorry, Noah had three sons. One of the sons was Shem. Well, one of the daughters, ancient daughters of Shem, was Sarah. Then one of the children of Noah was Ham. And who did Moses have Ishmael through? Hagar, one of the daughters of Ham. Then there's the lineage of Japheth. Well, who was Moses' third wife? I think her name was Kadar. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Kedar, K-E-D-A-R, I think was her name. So he had wives from each of the three sons of Noah. People don't realize how God is so gracious to mankind. Gracious. And He's gracious to us. His great work presently is with the seven churches this is the great work of god in man in time today with these lampstands why because it's the lampstands and the faithful people in these lampstands that are going to be that are have been the biggest threat to the kingdom of darkness this is why satan is going to unleash his army On the churches. Revelation chapter 11. Because Satan knows the greatest threat are the born again people. Not just in general. Most of them are deceived. Most of them are apostate. But the greatest threat are the faithful. The residue of believers that have been faithful, consecrated, and given to the things of God. This is the threat to the kingdom of darkness. This is why the great persecution is coming. It will be directed at this group. But all of the very, very best, the very handiwork of God is directed at this group of this residue, this small group. Everything is for them. Everything is for them. Why? Because they must be protected. Is that true? Is that really true? Remember in Ezekiel chapter 8, how the Lord had to send a, an angel to mark the heads, the foreheads of uh, people they were going to, uh, in an area that was going to be destroyed? Yes. In principle, that is true. Then you have in Revelation chapter 7, there are going to be 12,000 from all of the 12 tribes of Israel, excluding the tribe of Dan, that are going to be protected. In verse in chapter seven of Revelation, this is talking about the elect of God, the Jewish people, in Israel. This is who that is directed at. But then, with those who are in the body of Christ, look what God did to protect the apostles until they had run their course, till they had finished running their race, till they had accomplished what was ordained for them to accomplish. Once they accomplished everything that was required of them, then they were taken through martyrdom. It's the same with us. We have nothing to fear. In that experience I had in 2002, I wasn't fearful. I was very sick, very weak. I wasn't fearful. And then God... Had me pray, Lord, I've got to be here for my family and for my ministry. And God brought me out of the valley of the shadow of death. He will do the same for you. God has ordained a plan for you. He will be there to assist you. We'll be back in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez, the Olive Tree Ministry. J.D., the Colorado Deplorable here. To tell you about Swamp Fight. Right here on AM 1360 KHNC Radio, Saturdays from noon to one. Join me as we do battle in the D.C. Swamp.
16: with costs of everything skyrocketing including the cost of homes cars and education making the need for more life insurance a necessity whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have i can help you i'm joey jaquint with northwestern mutual and we offer the best insurance plans in the country u.s news and world reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the united states in 2022 from low-cost term insurance for those just starting out that started on $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin at 602-909.
10: painting Neil Desperandum never despair that is the motto for you and me all are not dead and where there is a spark of patriotic fire we will
1: rekindle it Samuel Adams well we're in the final 30 minutes of today's program so we better keep moving um, out of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 9. Moses said, For the Lord's portion is His people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. We are God's portion. On the earth today, we believers in the body of Christ are the portion of God. Israel still is is also his portion. They are the elect of God. Uh, he has never broken promises to them. The covenants he has made with them are still in effect. Those who have been born again, uh, you're in a different world. Uh, you promises are given to you that are given to you are even greater than what was given to Israel through Moses or Abraham. A greater covenant. You may not have land in Israel you have land in eternity in the kingdom of heaven for the Jewish people you have a portion in the millennial kingdom which is greater than having a physical piece of property so there are two peoples The, well actually still three there are the elect of God in Israel and then God has an inheritance in the nations. There are those in the nations that are God's inheritance that will go into the Millennial Kingdom. Those from Iraq, some from Iran, Jordan, sons of children of of Moab, Ammon, China. There will be those from China who will not go to Armageddon. That will be God's inheritance in the Millennial Kingdom. And then... We who are born again, Jewish and Gentile, we will have our portion in in the millennial kingdom. We will sit and be waited on by Christ in the millennial kingdom. We will rule and reign in that kingdom. Verse 10, speaking of Jacob, he found him, Jacob, in a desert land, in a waste howling wilderness. He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. This is also an experience, a deep experience that the Christians should have and have had also. When you when Christ came to meet you, you were in a desert land. Where whenever and the time that Christ came to you, if you look back at your experience, you were in a land that <clears throat> that was not flourishing. You were in a land that was a hard land. This is most of the This is the experience of most believers. You were in a waste howling wilderness. It was just a wilderness. There was nothing there. It could offer you nothing. It could not offer you eternal life. It could not offer you a future. You may believe it could, but the fact is it couldn't. A waste howling wilderness, He led you about. He was the one sovereignly to lead you from point to point to point he instructed you and you can look back and you can see how god instructed you to go certain directions in your lives and he kept you because of your importance to him as an individual there's a with god there there's the importance of each individual then there's the importance of a group of a collective Both are important to God. As an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them on her wings. This is what Christ did with each one of us. So the Lord alone did lead Him. Alone. Now, in your walk with the Lord, He leads you. He has right to lead you by himself, no one else, into, your, into the plan that he has ordained for you. He has the right to lead you forward. Whether you're young, old, female, male, doesn't matter. He has the right to lead you and he will lead you. As you ask him, as you seek him, he will direct you. Now we think, well I've got to have this right this second. Well, it may come in two hours, half a day or a day, but wait, He will lead you. And uh, He will bear you on His wings. Then verse 12. So the Lord did lead him. The Lord did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. This is very important. As God leads you, He will make sure that you will not worship something or someone else. As He's leading you, there will be no strange God before you. There's not going to be a strange God. God won't allow it. You don't want it, He won't allow it. As He leads you, as you move forward with Him by faith. He made Jacob ride on high places of the earth. That he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock, out of the flinty rock. Here he makes mention again of rock. Christ is that rock. We have these songs, Rock of Ages, things like that. Christ is our rock. He was the cornerstone. He was the, from, Christ was the set. Every measurement in his kingdom is measured from that one position as God. Everything in his church, he is the beginning, and from everything is, is built around him. And what is built around him cannot be destroyed, it will remain. He has given us a kingdom which cannot be shaken. We have to believe that in spite of what's happening in the world today, He, the kingdom of heaven, cannot be shaken. Nothing is being shaken in His kingdom. His kingdom is expanding, growing. We can't see it with our physical eyes, but in the spirit we know that's true. He made Him to suck honey out of the rock. And oil out of the flinty rock, butter of kine, milk of sheep, of fat of lambs, fat of ram, the fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats. What he's saying here is we who are willing to be a residue, the very, very best that God has, the best decisions that God will make that can, God can make, will be made on our behalf. The protections that we need. Everything that that is needed will be available for us in its right time. At the right time when needed. Uh, made Him to drink the pure blood of the grape. But Jeshurun Jeshurun waxed waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat, thou art art grown thick, you are covered with fatness. Then he forsook, forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. So, with prosperity, as you are successful, be careful, because as you increase, as you become more affluent, given more position, uh, whatever it may be, be careful, because you'll forsake the Lord, and that is a big mistake. You will lightly esteem the rock of your salvation. Be careful. In the Psalms, King David stated this. He said, My prosperity will not hinder me. My prosperity will not hinder me. Meaning that, David knew that with each battle he fought, he would get the spoils of victory. And these spoils of victory would increase the wealth in his hand. And he knew that. When you go to battle, the spoils belong to the victor. But he stated, My prosperity will not hinder me. In other words, in his relationship with the Lord, by this time in his life, he knew that without God, the God of Israel being with him, he knew there could be no success. He knew there could be no balance of of uh, in his life. He knew that. This is where the Holy Spirit takes us to that point in life where no matter what comes into our hand, it should not hinder us from the plan and the purpose that God has called us to. The plan, the purpose, what has been ordained for us spiritually, that must be the most precious thing to you. That can only come through your being careful with the holy spirit allowing making sure that you don't do anything to offend god or man and allow which would allow the god to lift his spirit off of you that is the most dangerous thing for a christian for the spirit to lift you can read ezekiel chapter 8 when the spirit lifts off your life off your off of your uh, world then if you don't do what is necessary to bring the Spirit back upon your life, then God will continue to move into the future and you will not move into the future with Him. You will start to lag behind or fall behind. This is something that should cause great fear to you when you know that you're not in step with the Holy Spirit. That should trouble you. That should... Uh, put fear in your heart. Repent. Have a change. Do what is necessary. Make sure the Holy Spirit once again lights upon your life, upon your mind. That's the only safety that you will have. True safety. Don't lightly esteem the rock of your salvation. Verse 16. This is the body of Christ in America today. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. Don't think that the lampstands, the people in the lampstands, don't think that uh, just because they're a believer, don't think that they are right with God. Many have provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. There are many gods in this society. With abominations, they have provoked him to anger. Abominable things. One, one of the most, one of the biggest abominations is the, in, in the area in the world of sex. It's one of the most powerful um, instincts of man, of women. You have to be careful. I can get into that, but I better not. I don't have the time. They sacrificed to demons, not to God, to gods who they did not know, to new gods that came newly up, whom your far fathers feared not. We in America have moved away from God, the God of uh, the I am that I am. we've moved away to other things, to other idols, to philosophies, to things of the flesh, to uh, many who have prosperity. Your prosperity has become your God. Of the rock that begat you, you are unmindful, and you have forgotten God that formed thee. And we know that we are in this time in the world, because God is sovereign. In His infinite wisdom, He called us to be here, to minister, in the darkest time in the history of mankind. This is where God has ordained we be to be salt, light, to be um, effective against the gates of hell the gates of hell the gates of hell will not prevail against the build the church I have to bring this thought to you time and time again because there's new listeners tuning in the the gates of hell will not prevail against the build the church this is not the whole body of Christ it is just a, a group within the, the whole that is faithful to God. The gates of hell, for the most part, have taken over the body of Christ. But there is a group, a segment, a faithful rem, a, a residue that the gates of hell are not prevailing against. That is called the, the builded church. The ecclesia, those who are effective, those who are the uh, an army at the gates of hell pressing at them, no matter how hard the gates press, they are not uh, how does it phrase it? The gates of hell cannot... Uh, boy, I'm trying to think here. I lost my thought. The gates of hell will not prevail against the builded church. So the gates of hell presently are prevailing to the bulk of the church but not to the ecclesia. The gates of hell are not prevailing because they are standing in the power of God. They are standing in the knowledge of and the vision of all that God has given to them, presented to them in the time in which we are in right now, presently. And then uh, the Lord says in verse 19, Moses says, and when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them. They're apostate. God is abhorring the apostasy and the apostate believers in the body of Christ today because they because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. These apostates, the men who are the shepherds of the land, who are not faithful, they have basically led and allowed the family of God to stray from God. The family of God is far from Him. And God says in verse 20, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. They are very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. Does this sound like the apostate church in America today? We're going to be back in just a few minutes to end the program. Rick Rodriguez, Olive Tree Ministry.
13: Hi, Bob Cambrin here with Waterworks. All water has impurities. Clean, healthy water without chemicals and other impurities is foundational for a healthy body. At WaterWorks, we provide long-term solutions to make your water safe and ideal for as little as $25 per month. Call or text today. Bob Cambrin, 303-888-8891. 303-888-8891.
7: Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bailouts, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high price spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com.
8: Hey guys, it's
6: Charlie Joe with Charlie Joe Chai. I went to India, I tasted real chai, I had to share the experience. Over 20 years ago, I was a barista and I went to work with an orphanage, and that's where I first tasted the epiphany of flavor. We are featured in all the Ziggy's Coffee Shops, and we're also online, charliejoechai.com. The best part is, we're now helping that orphanage in India and rescuing kids from the horrors of human trafficking. Order now using coupon code KHNC for a 10% discount.
4: Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com.
1: Okay, well we're almost done for today. I'm going to finish this out uh, in verse 20b. Uh, a a froward generation, children in whom is no faith. The Lord said, at the end of the world, when I return, will I find faith? We are here. We're at the end of the world. Now, the verse, chapter, verse 21. This is chapter 32 of Deuteronomy, verse 21. Now. This was speaking to the children of Israel. Moses Moses is is, uh, uh, continuing to explain to them because of their unfaithfulness and because of their idolatry and serving other gods, believing in other gods. Here's what he says in verse 21. Now, this is to the children of Israel, but the pattern and the type can be applied to we churches, we in the Laodicean churches, especially in America they moved me to jealousy with that which is not god they have provoked me to anger with their vanities this is what god has done this is what well, I mean this is what moses is saying they provoked me so moses says this to the children of israel which was shocking to them he says i will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people i will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Right here, Moses prophesied that in the future, I am going to bring in another family. God is going to bring in another family from the nations. He is going to adopt from the nations another family. This is, in a sense, a mystery to the children of Israel because they know that God called them But Moses Moses is saying, because you have been far from God, I will bring in another people, another nation, to provoke you to jealousy. The Gentiles. This came to pass after Christ's death and resurrection. The prophecy was fulfilled. In the body of Christ today, you have the Gentile people who have joined with the initial root of the tree, Israel that are born again, and now the Gentile believers working together with the Jewish believers. We have become a new nation in a sense, a corporate nation. And we have all been given access to the God of Heaven through His Holy Spirit. All the riches of God are on the same table to Jew and Gentile that have met Messiah we have access to all the riches of God everything that Christ has uh, offered his children two children's natural and adopted everything is available to them all the riches of Christ available through faith we have received it all and this fulfills what Moses was telling the children of Israel. I'm going to move you to jealousy with those which are not a people. We are done for today. God bless you. God bless you in this coming week. Uh, God keep you. God keep your children, your families, your husbands, your, all that you love, everyone that you love. God bless you. I will see you next week. This is Rick Rodriguez for this week. May you be blessed mightily in... Messiah. KHNC
5: is proud to carry Mykind CBD products. Products include cocoa top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at Two South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop button.
7: You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.